ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 goddesses, my purpose girls. So when I go back to fifth grade, I was in a little friend group and we were all really good friends. And I've shared some of this before, but I want to dive a little bit deeper that we were all a little group of friends. And admittedly, sometimes we would talk about another girl in the group. And that made me uncomfortable, but I still did it. And then one day, they all started talking about me. And I became the outcast. And they even spread rumors around school. They spread a rumor that I was a lesbian, which now I have to laugh because I am bisexual, but like who knew in fifth grade or whatever that was. And that was the first time I can remember a girl wound or a woman wound and thinking, if these are not my best friends, who's my best friend? And I then really went on a hunt for the rest of my life wanting someone to be my best friend, knowing that there would be some other person out there who made me number one, who would never betray me, who would be with me my own BFF, right? And in sixth grade and seventh grade, I had those little heart necklaces with people that would, you know, you keep a half and they keep a half. But it wasn't until much, much, much later that I realized I was so busy searching for a BFF, a best friend elsewhere, that what I really needed was to learn how to become my own best friend. That I was the person who abandoned myself, that I was the person who walked away from my own heart or didn't listen to my own truth or, you know, said yes to things I meant to say no to or no to things that I really wanted to say yes to. The person I had been seeking as a best friend really was me. And when I learned that and I realized that it was this massive aha and massive fear, like how the F do you become your own best friend? Right? Because I am a master recovering, but a master beat myself upper. And so I would say the meanest things to myself, how could I possibly become best friends with myself? How could I possibly be that? And yet it was exactly what I needed to be able to be here for you now, to be able to be a mom now, to be able to be out in the world and take a stand for sisterhood and take a stand for us each loving ourselves and us each being that most joyful, most on purpose version of ourselves. And this is something I see with so many women, right? Raise your hand if you're mean to yourself. Raise your hand if you say things to yourself you would never say to someone else. Raise your hand if you've been looking for someone else, either a partner or a friend, to be your BFF when really what you need is to be your own. I think this is something every woman needs. We need to learn how to treat ourselves that way and be that to ourselves. And that is why I am so beyond excited for my guest today. Just wait. You're going to like seriously, you're going to seriously thank me for this one. Because my guest today is the queen of becoming your own best friend. She is the queen of hearts. Her heart is that huge. Let me introduce you to Marilyn Vanderkrook. 
She founded Be Your Own BFF to empower women to shift from self-doubt to self-love, to shift from feeling small to standing in their power, from being your worst enemy to embracing your whole true self. She is the person to teach us to be our own best friend. She founded her company Blue Flamingo seven years ago after quitting her very successful 18-year corporate career in pharmaceuticals. She switched from the science of the body to the science of the heart. She's a senior leadership faculty at Think, the School of Creative Leadership, where she teaches leaders in corporations how to uncover their true authentic self. She is a trained life coach and emotional intelligence certified practitioner. She has her certificate in applied positive psychology, and she is a self-love teacher and guide. She's a Dutch chocoholic. Got to have our chocolate when we're around her. Was born and raised in Paris, lives in the Netherlands near the North Sea Beach with her incredible daughter, Charlotte. Her daughter should be a guest on my show too. She's so incredible. And I have had the pleasure of being in sisterhood with Marjolein for a year and a half, I think now, first as her teacher in positive psychology and then as one of my coaching clients. And to watch her thrive and flourish has been such an incredible gift. Marjolein, welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. Thank you so much, Karen. It's such a pleasure to be here. And pleasure is, the word is too small. It should be much, much bigger, right? I mean, when I, when I listened to your first podcast and, and then all the others, I was like, mm. oh, wow, those guests on those podcasts are just amazing. Mm. And now I'm here. And now I'm here. Wow. And you're one of them. You are, yes. you are just as amazing. You are just as qualified. You are all of it. Like, here you are. Yes. And what's incredible, we're going to dive into your story, is that this is hasn't been your career for the last 20 years. Like this has been a recognition of your true purpose and stepping yes. into it and owning it and then taking it out in the world and now getting to do this. And I'm so excited. So Marilyn, I I know your story to being your own BFF. And it's a doozy. Y'all are in for like, just get your tissues and take a seat. <laughs> But it's not easy to be our own BFF, right? Like, this is not easy. And I think most most of us do not know how to do it. So let's just start with your story. What was your own path to becoming your own best friend? I think my own path really started by being everyone else's best friend. Mm. Mm -hmm. Being a good girl. And that started when I was really young, being being nice, being um pleasing so pleasing everyone serving yes. everyone showing that i was happy smiling uh, having energy to share with everyone and um and that has been going on for many many years and i must say i was managing to some points even though when you're smiling the entire day and you feel like shit it means that in the evenings you're gonna break down right mm -hmm. but yet mm -hmm. The next day, get myself back up again because people needed me. <laughs> right, right. And that's a reality, right? Like you are a mom. You have responsibilities. You have you have clients. You have right, relationships and people that you need to take care of. But going as far as being everybody else's best friend at the expense of your own. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's exactly where, where it is at the expense of your own. That is really the, the balance. Where do you put the spotlight? 
who do you give the chocolate? <laughs> Maybe that's a good <laughs> Like I was giving chocolate to everyone else as a figure of speaking. And um, so I've, I've been doing that for many, many years. I've been doing that with my friends, with my family, but also with my um, husband. Um, mm. He was my husband, so I call him my husband. I love that so much. Your husband, I love it so much. So I was, I was giving, I was giving, I was giving um, till I came to a moment where I couldn't give anymore, and I needed to receive. Mm. And that started, I guess, when um, my very best friend Ronette was uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2016, and um, she actually helped me make the switch from the corporate to starting my own business because she said, you need to do what's in your heart. You need to do that. So she helped me mm. do that. And uh, she supported me on all of that. And mm. then came the day, it was July 24th, 2020. Um, I was sitting on her bed with her family, her parents, her boyfriend, her kids, everyone was there. She was already, um, already in a coma so she was already far away and yet I think I can still feel her with me in mm. my heart mm -hmm. um, I was holding her hands <sighs> yeah take your it's time hard. sister yeah it's a hard moment to relive but it's also um, a very special moment and um and I was, I was gently stroking, so I was holding one hand and with my other hand, I was stroking her hair and her face. And mm. somehow, I don't know where it came from, but I said, I said, I will spread your love and kindness in this world. Mm. And it, I don't know, I don't know where it came from. It just, those words just came out of me. <laughs> the goddess, right? It's like, yeah, when we say things like that, that aren't even our own voice or we don't recognize the word they just it's like they come through us yeah yeah i think that's what happened and um these were the last words i told her at least not the last word i told her but the last words when she was still alive so she mm -hmm. took her last breath then <sighs> yeah and she's always she's always with me and yet i yeah. miss her i miss her i miss her so so much every day. I can only imagine, sister. I yeah. can only imagine that kind of pain, that kind of loss. And it's so incredible. It's like she she was in a coma, but she could hear you say, I'm going to spread your message, your love. And then she was able to go. Almost like, yeah. okay, she passed the baton and then she felt comfortable to go. Yep. I believe wow. that. I believe that. Wow. So, yeah, the days after were blur, of course, and somehow, I don't know how, but somehow I managed to speak at her funeral. I was mm. the only the only one, as in everyone was there, of course, but nobody could, could gather the, I don't know, the strength. And I don't know where I got right. it, but just I thought, like, I just need to do that. And I spoke about her as my BFF. And, and so beautiful. Yeah, that was really, oh. really beautiful. So, so beautiful. Blessed that I was mm. able to do that. Mm -hmm. mm. It's like, I've heard you tell this story before, and every time my heart hurts. Every time yeah. I have to touch my heart because I can feel yeah. my whole heart break and bleed. And, you know, how fortunate you are and were to have that kind of friend. 
Yeah. You know, I think we all crave a friendship like that and look yeah. for it. And how very painful it is. It has to be then to lose that. Yeah, it's 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 devastating. And and the weeks after I was um so that was that was the, the point where I couldn't give anymore, right? I really yeah. needed others to take care of me. Right. Um and yet for that I needed to give others permission to take care of me. Because mm. you were so used to taking care of everybody else. You weren't even in allowing, you probably had never allowed yourself to receive. Us women, we suck at receiving. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, I mean, there are some of you out there that are awesome at it, but I think in general, right, receiving yeah. compliments, yeah. receiving gifts, receiving help. Yes. Right? And it's not our fault. It's we've been raised to believe that we are weak if we have to ask for things or we sh we're needy if we want love or whatever it might be. It's not our yes. fault, but yeah. yeah. So you actually had to allow it because you had nothing left to give. Like that candle was out. Yes, it was out. And, and I realized that there was a, a belief that I had that was stopping me from allowing others in. And that was that I'm only worth something if I can help others. So if mm. I have something to bring to others. And yet yes. I had nothing to bring anymore because I was I was crying. I was devastated. I was getting more and more depressed. So I felt like I cannot reach out to others because what am I? I'm not giving anything. I'm being a burden to others. Mm. And that's yeah. that's like the worst. Like I can never <laughs> be a burden to someone else. That is just or that mm. was not acceptable. So I closed up like an oyster, you know, like like super hermetically closed, like you cannot yes. open again. Yes. And, yes. Um, and isn't yeah. it even interesting that you would use the word burden? I know I would too. We would think in our mind, I'm a burden if I need help or support yeah. or love right now. When in fact, I sit here and you you lost the most important relationship to you it would not be a burden at all for me to make meals for you, for me to drive your daughter to soccer practice or any of the things, right? Like do your laundry. That wouldn't be a burden. That would be an honor and a pleasure to be able to take care of you. And so we have this idea that we're a burden when in fact other people don't see it that way. No, no. And actually once I was able to open up a little bit because I felt like I was really literally drowning in my own sorrow and sadness, um, a friend said, I want you to give me the opportunity to help you. Mm. Whew, what a good friend. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. <sighs> wow. And you did. And I did. I did. And that was... I guess, the start of my path to self-love, mm. to just making that switch to allowing others in, to be able to share my grief and my sadness, to shift that belief that maybe I wasn't giving so much, but it was actually okay to receive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is huge. This is huge because... When we talk about self-love, I'm not even sure we know what we're talking about. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not even sure we know what the word means. I think in our culture, it's become getting a manicure and a pedicure, which I love getting a manicure and pedicure. But what you're talking about is shifting 
to really let yourself need what you need and have what you need. Yeah. And get support and let others love you, which might seem them, well, how is it self-love? Isn't it self-love? I'm only supposed to give to myself. And it's like, no, 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 no. What I'm hearing you say, Marjolein, is that self-love is taking care of yourself, which might mean opening up for others to love you. <sighs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So talk, tell us, how do you define yeah. self-love? For me, self-love is embracing everything about yourself. Mm. Everything, everything. <laughs> that means embracing all of your emotions, for example. Mm. Not pushing them away because you want to be happy for others. So you're just going to push away all of your difficult emotions. Mm -hmm. Embracing all of them embracing your your quirkiness what makes you unique and special yes right yes yes expressing that to the world Mm -mm. Mm -mm. yes 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 means that means serving yourself first Mm -hmm. talk about a controversial topic with women yes 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 you're gonna have the first piece of chocolate your kids are gonna have the second and third and fourth yeah yeah yes yeah and that's all okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to break these down a little bit because the fir- these are each so good and so important. Embracing your whole self, all of your emotions, which is so counter to what we think is okay or what we think will be acceptable, right? Like I remember my very first corporate career and when we got our first performance evaluation, I'd been there for one week. Mm-hmm. And then everybody got a performance evaluation at the same time. So I got average scores. I mean, I'd been there a week. They don't know how I am. And I cried in front of my boss, right? I was like 23 years old and crying or whatever. And then I was yeah. so embarrassed that I cried because I'm not supposed to cry. And then I kind of beat myself up for being a crier and being too sensitive and all of that. And it's like, well, what if I just embrace my sensitivity as the best thing about me? Oh. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So talk to us more about embracing our emotions. How do we do that when we've been so trained that it's not okay to feel? So first of all is to um, raise your awareness on what are my emotions, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. and there's a, there's a science to emotions. So it's about building your literacy. What are all the different emotions? What am I feeling to what Mm. intensity, to what variation is there? Mm. And then to uncover what are these emotions telling me? Because Mm. emotions are data. So I'm a heart person. Everything goes through my heart. And yet I know from the cognitive point, emotions are data. They're telling me something. Mm. Emotions are are telling me anger is telling me that maybe one of my values is being put under pressure. Uh, Mm. Loneliness is telling me that I long for connection. say it sister yeah so really exploring the the data what what are the emotions telling me and by doing that accepting them accepting them not fighting against it but accepting them right like i shouldn't be i shouldn't feel this way yeah is kind of how we usually go about it this is so important this alone everyone is going to change your life Mm. this one thing and Marilyn's full of things like this, but this one little piece is going to change your life. When you start seeing that every emotion you have is data telling you something, 
Yes. And when you can take your, because the emotion like is like a riptide, right? Like it overwhelms us, takes us away. We're so swept up in the anger or the grief or the loneliness. But this skill that you teach, Marilyn, of being able to step back and be able to look at what is it telling me? Mm -hmm. You know, like that longing for connection. Okay, well, who could I connect with right now? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's really, it's exactly what you're saying is that when you're being overwhelmed by the emotions, neurobiology tells us that it's the amygdala, the limbic center in our brain that's activated. And Mm -hmm. by looking at your emotion, you're activating your prefrontal cortex, which enables you to ground in a little. Mm. And that already can help you calm down. So good. So beautiful. From there, you indeed, you accept what is it that I need? Go for that, whatever it is, and also look. So challenge yourself a little bit. What is making me feel this way? Is Mm. it whatever is happening or is it the story I have about whatever is happening? Right. And that is a nuanced, and that's that's a big nuance, right? Because you could be like, well, my mother-in-law is making me feel this way. Well, even if your mother-in-law is a real piece of work, (laughs) right? What story are you telling yourself that whatever she said to you is true? Yes. Right. I I really have been sitting with this recently. I had some people say some pretty nasty things to me, mm-hmm. as happens, you know, and I realized I was taking what they said as fact, right? Kind of swallowing it whole as opposed yes. to them yes. being able to step back and ask the question, We, what's really making me miserable here isn't that they said it to me, even though that was not nice. <laughs> It's that I'm believing it. It's exactly. so the story. Yeah, yes. this is this is so important. This is so good. Yeah, absolutely. So when we look at these aspects, right? One aspect of self love or being your own best friend. Best friend. Actually, let me back up a second. Do you see those as the same thing, Marilyn? Self love and being your own best friend, your own BFF. Yeah, for me, it's those are synonyms to each other. Yeah. Mm. Because loving yourself is like loving your best friend or or your partner or whoever is is your beloved in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really helps because sometimes people find it so hard to like give yourself compassion, be nice to yourself. It's like, how do I be nice to yourself? And then when I ask my clients, what would you tell a dear friend mm-hmm. in that situation? And then they go like, oh, but like, it's all okay. And I'm here for you and you're doing the best you can. And you're such a lovely woman. I say, and now use those words to yourself. And then usually there's a bit of a click that's like, oh, wait, I can give it to someone else. And yet I need to learn how to give it to myself. Mm. Why do you think we're so much harder on ourselves, Marilyn? Oh, it's our inner critic. It's our inner critic. It's like... <laughs> And maybe I should say critics with an S. Right. Right. How many do you have in there? How many I do you have? Bus. Yes. Yeah, I have a busload of kids up there, right? <laughs> and like they are mean, mean, mean. They have different mean, things that they say. Yeah. Mean, 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 definitely. And 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 of course these inner critics come from somewhere, right? Whether it's earlier in our lives, some some beliefs that we've adopted somehow or that others have given us or what society is telling us at how we should be, especially as a woman. Mm. Um, there's a lot there, but, and somehow we've integrated all of that. Our cute little brain has integrated those inner critics 
and they're having a party. <laughs> they're having a party. Right? Yes, yes. They're <laughs> shouting. They're they're saying things to us that are just so mean that we would never right. even say to our worst enemy. And right. We say it to ourselves. Oh my gosh, I've never thought of it as a party in my head or in anyone's head. And this, I have such an image right now. There's a commercial here in the States. I don't know, Marjolein, if we get the same commercials, but there's a commercial here in the States for cold medicine where they show mucus. This is really, it's really disgusting, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> they show these green blobs and they, the green blobs are, are people, right? They've got face, they've got eyes and a mouth. And um, the commercial is that these green blobs of mucus like land in your lungs and then have a big party there because they stay, right? And and this is medicine to like clear all that stuff out. And so I have yeah. this picture now in my head of yes. all these little mucus people, right? Like who are so mean, but they're having the best time being mean. Party hats, yes. streamers, the whole thing. Absolutely. And but and already seeing your inner critics as having a party is yeah. part is part of managing them. Yeah. Oh. Because you're then already seeing your inner critics as as a part of you that you can actually look at instead mm. of being your entire inner critic, like being that. Mm. Right. Right. It's not that I am X or you are. It's that the party in our head is that which which takes it out of our own being. Yes. Yeah. That disassociation. Absolutely. That's yes. so beautiful. That's so yeah. beautiful. And let's be honest, they're having a party because they feel they're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your, your inner comparison girl is, is comparing you to all the others like, oh, but she's doing this and he's doing that. And, and that person is so much better than you and so much further ahead. They're trying to drive you to do better. So there's a positive intention somewhere. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the way the inner critics do that is like, whoa. <laughs> right. It sucks. It really sucks. It sucks. It, it sucks. Really sucks. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not fast enough. Blah blah blah. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Right. And then we feel so terrible. We do nothing. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We feel yeah. ashamed. We make ourselves small. We we hide. We don't let our voice being heard. Right. We say sorry all the time. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. We feel guilty most of yes. the time for yes. a lot of things. For a lot of things. This is, and this is, you know, it's not that this is only a woman thing, but I definitely yeah. think that women do this more. In fact, we know from the research that one of the reasons that more women are depressed than men is that we ruminate, the word is ruminate, on the bad more often. Yeah. Right. We're constantly playing over and over and over what happened, why it happened, why we were not good enough, why that, you know, all of that about ourselves when it's just not helpful. No. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not serving us. No. It's not no. serving us. There might be a little part that is serving us, but all the rest is right. not serving us. No. Right. Right. So would you say that the inner critic is what's holding us back? Or what are the things you see that really hold women back? So there's the inner critic. And probably one of the voices of the inner critic is saying that this is the, the only way to be, is to be small and to, to be giving mm -hmm. to others. Because the other side would be that you're arrogant. Mm -hmm. 
And that is for most of us. And also for me, it's like, I never want to be arrogant. Like, oh, that <laughs> risk. I don't want to run the risk of being seen as arrogant. Right. That is like, right. whoa, no, 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 no. So I'd, bet I'd rather stay small, not run the risk of being arrogant. Yes. And that is because we tend to see it as black or white. So it's like, either I'm like super small and I'm depreciating myself. I'm being hard on myself. Either I'm this arrogant bitch who feels right. she's better than everyone else. Yes. Yes. I think you were in my therapy session this week, Marlene. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she's looking at me like, what are you talking yeah, about? This was the topic of this was the topic of my therapy session this week. Right. 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 So I, mm. I'm just saying it sounds like you you must have been a fly on the wall. <laughs> I was in your heart for sure. <laughs> You're always in my heart, sister, right? But like this fear of being arrogant yes. was the theme, yeah. the theme, mm. right? And to do, to do what we do in the world, right? To go out and to say to somebody, I am the best person you could possibly work with for your joy and purpose. You are the best person someone could possibly work with for self-love. To go out and say that, it's like, it can feel arrogant and yes. right. And we don't want to be seen as arrogant and it's the freaking truth. It is. I am the best at that. And you are the best you at what are. you do. And so as women, this is part of why women don't make as much money as men. Yep. I don't, in, in the Netherlands, is it the same differential of about 20 cents on the dollar? It's probably well, a little Euro? less, it's probably a little less, but still there's always a difference. Yes. There's always a difference between yes. men and women. Okay. Yes, definitely. But part of it is that. I think we're so afraid. You nailed it. You can tell yeah. this really has me heated because it was so my therapy topic this week. I've got pages in my journal around this, okay? <laughs> but, yeah, because really, like, I, you know me. I see myself on a stage in front of 10,000 women. 100,000 yes. women is what we talked yes. about in our mastermind yesterday, right? Yes. And you, I think you might have to have a little arrogance to do that. Yeah, but you the have to have a little is, ego. is it exactly ego. Because I think arrogance is um, at the expense of others. Yes. And, okay. And ego or confidence, and that's why it's not black or white. It's like a spectrum. You can move on that line. You can you can put the dial on a little bit. So going from from zero to two doesn't mean you're gonna go to ten, right? Yes. So yeah. It's it's confidence. It's healthy confidence, knowing mm -hmm. what you're worth, mm -hmm. accepting your strength. Um, yes. working on those strengths, expressing yourselves. Yes. Um, it doesn't make you arrogant in any way. It makes you confident. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What a beautiful distinction. Because when I'm on this stage, right? Like here I am, I have my podcast. You're one of my clients. I'm giving you this stage yes. because I yes. believe in you. I don't want to be on it alone. Being on a stage alone is no fun. No. So, you know, I give my clients at a certain level the opportunity to be here and share your message and share your great work because I want to raise all tides, right? I know you do too. Like I don't, yep. I want all women out there and men, I want everybody to be yeah. really sharing their incredible gifts. Yeah. So owning those strengths is another piece of it. That is, it is. so, so yeah. Now, something that I love about you, Marjoline, you bring in the science of positive psychology, this, you know, which is the scientific study of happiness and human flourishing that I also have studied and teach, you bring in emotional intelligence, which is the piece you were talking about, about knowing our emotions, being able to name them, awareness, what they're doing. You also bring in a whole training around, you know, you've been certified 
as a self-love teacher. Mm -hmm. And this combination, I don't know anyone else who has that whole combination. So I'm the one and only... Yes, say it. You know, best friend coach. Say it, sister. Yes, so good, right? You can see I'm still working on this as well because it makes me laugh when I say it. I do believe it, but it does Mm -hmm. feel a bit awkward, right? It does feel a bit like, ooh. But at the same time, it juices me up. And I'm like, Mm. I'm proud of where I stand. And that doesn't make me arrogant. And by the way, the people who are super arrogant and maybe are narcissistic and all of that, they also have a lack of self-love. But what they do, Mm. they make themselves big at the expense of others. Yes. And most of the women are more on the other side. They make themselves small at the benefit of others. Mm. That would be such a great sliding scale. Yeah. And you've probably already done this. I know in your Be Your Own BFF program, you have incredible charts and all these different exercises for for women to do. But it's like, where do you fall on this spectrum, right? Exactly. It's it's like a balance. It's like a balance. Yeah. Mm. Now, how do we even begin the process, though? Because Mm. so many women listening to this, they're probably like, okay, this sounds nice. I would love to love myself. I'd love to be my own best friend. But like... I, you know, I'm starting so far behind or Mm. people will judge me or who has time for this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And it's, and that, that is a first step to take to love yourself is actually to start looking into how loving yourself might look like, Mm. right? Just, just taking that first step Mm. and, and then it's building awareness first because some of us are not even aware that we being so hard on ourselves mm-hmm. right or that right before we make a statement we always go like oh this is going to sound a bit weird but oh, yes. i will say this and this you know yeah oh, these yes. are subtle ways we depreciate ourselves constantly mm. that word depreciate ourselves right i'm picturing like when you buy a car The minute you drive it off the parking lot, it depreciates in value because now you've owned it and it's not, you know, crispy clean for the next, for someone else. And so it's like, if we think about maybe a gold statue that a piece of it is cut out and then a piece of it is cut out, like the depreciation and the number of times, I mean, you know, because you've been in many of my groups, but when I hear someone start with this sound, it's going to sound silly. This is going to, right? It's like, oh no, sister, redo. Oh, no, sister, redo, right? Or the apologies. Yes. Because they're, these are well-worn neural pathways at this point. They've become, it's become habitual to cut yourself down. Yeah. It's like in our DNA, like we don't know how, how else to do it. And it's kind of normal. It becomes our own normal to do it. Right. 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 And here's, here's something just because it's normal. Like you hear your other girlfriends do it, or you heard your mom do it or whomever doesn't mean it's healthy. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. And that's why also learning to love yourself mm-hmm. is also important for others because you're giving an example to others mm, of, how to whether treat it's of how to treat you, but also how it's okay to feel good about yourself. 
Mm, you're being a role model. You're being a role model, right? If you're together with, with friends and one friend goes like, yeah, I was so bad yesterday. I did this and that. And then the other friend goes, I ate the oh, piece of yes. cake. Yeah, I <laughs> ate the damn piece of cake. And then the other one, oh, I was in a meeting and I said the dumbest thing I could have said. And then mm. the other one is like, oh, look at myself. I, I put on some weight. That's, so it's like a vicious circle and a negative. And oh my God. if you then do the opposite, like, I'm so proud of myself because yesterday I coached a client or mm. I was on Karen's podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Or I ate the cake and I enjoyed it. Exactly. I, I actually myself. savored it. Yes, yes. I gave myself that gift. I allowed oh, it. Oh, so yeah. good. And you can flip anything. Like, you know, I was in this meeting and I didn't say the thing I wanted to. But now I know that in the future, I'm going to say the thing, right? Yes. So it's like, it's all in how we say it, whether we yes. appreciate, we add more gold to the statue or we depreciate, we take mm. away. I love that analogy of adding the gold to the statue. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. our so, job on this earth is to be shiny bright. Period. It is. It is. And then that ours is. will shine bright as well. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's the first step is building awareness. And let's be honest. It's a tough one because mm. discovering, um, first of all, embracing all of your emotions sometimes mm -hmm. can be difficult, mm -hmm. but also discovering how hard you actually are on yourself mm. is also hard. It's yeah. also hard. So hard. And that probably makes somebody go off of the self-love train, mm -hmm. right? Like this is too yeah. hard. Yes. Because in order to love myself, I have to look at all the places I'm not self-loving. Yes. That makes it even harder. I have a client who has like... Um, Self-hatred 2.0. Mm. So she mm -hmm. hates herself for hating herself. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, 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 really, right. really hard. Right, because she knows then I'm hating myself and now my children are seeing it or now, right, and I shouldn't be this way. Yes. And so we start with this awareness. Yes. And once we have the awareness, Sorry what's the that. next step? Next step is to give yourself compassion. Mm -hmm. And that means... That, that it is all okay. Mm. So to avoid that 2.0 inner critic, yes. to say, it's okay that I have my inner critic. We all do. It's shared humanity. Yes. We all Truth. do. You Truth. also do that, Karen. Maybe some people like, Karen, no, she's like always la la la. No, you've got your inner critics too, right? And you oh, share yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I make sure to share it because I don't want anyone to sit here and think, oh, well, she's up on this pedestal because she has this master's degree in happiness and she teaches all this stuff. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm. Yes, I have those things. And <laughs> I need to use the tools every day. Exactly. Right. My mind is yeah. an asshole to me all the time. <laughs> it is. And I know she, she means it out of love because yeah, she, like, exactly. like you identified earlier, all the people on the bus are trying to help, but you They're know. trying to protect you. Yeah. So right. I love it that, for example, you have your anxiety earrings, right? Yeah. That is like embracing and actually loving all of it. No, I love my anxiety. I actually have shiny, sparkling earrings about that. I if you all haven't seen them, I'll have to post a picture soon yes. of them. I yeah. I I've posted a couple of different times, but they're really good. A friend of mine got them for me. Yeah. You know, Marjolaine, you're the mother to a daughter. Mm. You know, I'm the mother to a son and he's a baby. So I don't, I don't even quite fully know what the responsibility is of raising an emotionally intelligent, self-loving boy and man. I mean, I have a sense of it. We do know when we look at the research that girls tend to take after their mothers in terms of self-loathing. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. They see their mothers be mean about their thighs. Then they start looking at their yeah. thighs. I mean, all of that kind of thing, right? Or the yeah. mother is saying, oh, I shouldn't have eaten the cake or I am so stupid or I'm not pretty enough. And then we start seeing it in the daughter. And so I'm curious how all of this translates into your mothering as well. Mm. <sighs> Great question. Um I think what I'm what I'm trying to do, but I can actually say what I've what I've done with my daughter Charlotte, who's now 17, is to really show her that everything is okay. Mm. That whatever you're feeling, whatever you're being, whatever your grades, whatever your friends, whatever, whatever is 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 happening to you, whatever you're wearing, <laughs> whatever you <laughs> color hair, right? <laughs> She's got blue hair now. <laughs> and tell them what she had last. Before her she, blue had, hair. she had rainbow hair. She had rainbow hair because she's LGBTQ uh, fighter and um, biggest, uh, biggest ambassador at her school. Yeah. She's so cool. Yeah. Of course, we know where she got that. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I think that's the most important part for me as a mom is to, to that she can be who she wants to be and who she feels like mm. being. And, and that is, I mean, she's got conversations at school with with boys who feel their heavy emotions but who don't feel comfortable sharing them right. because the other boys will go like oh you're a sissy or don't yeah. don't be a don't be a girl right don't be a right. girl don't go crying right. on you're me such now. a pussy it's such you're the such wrong use wrong it's, use of the word but i don't so know in wrong. i don't know in dutch if they say the same words but it's such the no, wrong words it's yeah. such wrong it's so wrong no. yeah it really is yeah so yeah just and and that means that there is no judgment. Mm. And I think coming back to being your own BFF, what if you could look at yourself without judgment? Mm -hmm. And then what if you could look at yourself with pride and celebration and love and kindness and Mm -hmm. compassion? Mm -hmm. Yes. (sighs) Yes. Can you imagine how the world will change when we all learn to do this? Because so much of what, is happening in the world, the hatred, the domination, the powering over, the abuse, the dictatorships, all of it is a lack of self-love, right? If you really love yourself, then you can, if you really accept who you are, you can accept who others are. I mean, period, right? It's absolutely so beautiful. And, and, you know, I'm like, when are you going to teach me mom classes, right? Hashtag mom goals. So (laughs) it's like, so this is so good and so important. You know, and mm. I have loved watching your journey, Marjoline, because mm. we've known each other for a year and a half. Is it at this point? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. October yeah. 2020, I was yeah. your teacher exactly. for positive psychology, right? Yeah. And to watch that in that short amount of time, you got so clear on your purpose. Mm-hmm. You create a whole new life for yourself. Right. Like you released relationships that no longer serve you. You built relationships that do. You take care of yourself in this whole new way. You, you know, are now a solo, you're you're co-parenting, but you know, you have your daughter solo when you do. Mm -hmm. You created your whole purpose business. You now have individual coaching clients. You now have a group, right? Groups of women or be your own BFF. I mean, that's a yes. short amount of time to go from not even knowing what your purpose is to yeah. already having a business and <laughs> clients and being out there. Thank you. I receive. It's really I incredible. Receive. In a yeah. in a short amount. I mean, that's a year and a half, people. Yeah. 
that now you're out yes. there doing the damn thing mm -hmm. with such clarity and such conviction. It is. It really is. And and I just want to say, Karen, I could not have done this without you. Oh. So that's and that's also part of being your own BFF is is looking for help mm. and and allowing yourself to get that help to receive that help. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And that's right. A, that's a big thing. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's it's huge. I know that there are so many people who reach out to me wanting to join one of my courses or opening the emails and then like, no, I can't. I can't. Yeah spend my yeah. money on that, you know, yeah. meanwhile, and I'm not inside of anybody's pocketbook, right? But meanwhile, their mm. partner might be going on a golf trip twice a year. And it's like, well, yeah. they can do that, sister, you can do this, right? Do this. Yeah. And you have really allowed that. You've opened yeah. yourself up. And that's why you are where you are. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think something shifted indeed in, in seeing my own worth. And that's, mm. Because after you, you've raised your awareness, you have compassion for it, you need to stand in your power and to connect with your inner BFF. And that means connecting with your strength, but also with your worth. And that, mm -hmm. and for me, that was such a big thing to be able to define your worth by yourself hmm. and not let others define it. Yes. Oh my gosh. If we could just do that. Yes. Marilyn, yeah. you do that, that one piece for women mm -hmm. is going to change all of humanity. Mm. You know, considering that every being alive comes from women, like that one piece is just going to yeah. going to change humanity is already changing humanity. Mm. And so what do you think allowed you? I so appreciate you sharing you couldn't have gotten there without me. Mm -hmm. And you could have maybe not as fast, maybe not in as good of a way, who knows. But what that was depreciating, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, I take it yeah. back. Yeah. Because I receive. Absolutely. I receive. You're right. <laughs> I'm the best purpose coach on the planet. You're the You're best. You're right. the best at this. Absolutely. You really are. You really are. Yeah. Thank you. It's true. Yeah. It's total. It is actually very true. It is. What very do you think true. it was about our coaching or the groups that you've been in that mm. has really gotten you here? For me, it's really the part where you help us see our strength and our superpowers and mm. and what makes us so special and so unique because sometimes we just think like yeah but it's it's normal right it's normal to to have such a big heart i was always like i don't have a big heart everybody has a big heart mm -hmm. but then and i'm looking at you like no marioline because <laughs> marioline's the person like in one of my groups actually in two of my groups she keeps the conversation going after the group ends she's the one who's always posting how are you are you okay are you okay like no, your heart is that big. And that's that's a superpower. That's a gift that not everybody yeah. is like. Exactly. And and having the, the special day we did together at VIP day and then going to the mm. Statue of Liberty and 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 really having me feel like, yes, I am the queen of hearts. Yes, right? you are. We named, say that. We named you. It's like we crowned you that day. Yeah. Exactly. And that's your uniqueness, Karen, that you're mm. you're energy your, i don't know how you do it it's just something your energy your vibe your your being your entire being um no other no other coach has that so that's your mm. unique power thank you sister yes yeah i receive that mm. thank you thank you for saying that so seeing that and acknowledging that because it's one mm. thing to see and then you need to acknowledge appreciate and embrace it 
Mm-hmm. Embrace it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the moment you were on a group call and you said about being your own BFF. And I said, oh, you need, is that a name? Like you need to go get that name, right? And you were yeah. on the call. And I was like, who? <laughs> And I was like, go look right now. And you looked up and the URL was available. Yes, it was. And you bought it right then. And it was like, all right, we're doing this, sister. And now we're here. And now we're here, right? And now you have women in groups and you coach individually and you're teaching this. Yes. And what do you notice? The women in your group, what do they say? Oh. So there's, there's the sisterhood, of course, because going through this process mm. is a tough one. And being in sisterhood is so powerful mm-hmm. for all of the different elements. So there's, um, there's this aspect of connection, of deep connection. And mm-hmm. that's where I think my power lies is to, to um, help others connect to themselves and others. Yeah. So, yeah, connect to all of those hearts, the big hearts. Anyway, um, so the question was, sorry. Well, I loved your answer. It was, <laughs> what are you hearing from the women? Yes. So what I'm hearing is that they, at some point I did, I did a, a meditation to find your own BFF. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one of the women had, had tears because she said, I feel like I did a meditation of, of being on the beach, walking on the beach and then being on a beach chair and there's another beach chair next to you. And that's your inner BFF. She's always there. And she said, Afterwards, it felt like I had waves of love coming over myself. (sighs) (sighs) Hmm. Yeah. That is the goddess's work right there. That's what we all need. Mm. Yeah. So beautiful. So beautiful. So needed. So beautiful. Yeah. I mean, really, I, I truly believe the world will change when women love themselves. Yeah, I do. Right. I do too. I and do become too. their own BFFs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, Marilyn, I'm just curious if someone is listening to this and they have thought about working with me, what would you say? Do it. That's the only answer that comes to my mind. Just do it. Do the damn thing. Because I mean, it's it's so hard to put in words what you do for people, for women. I know. It's so hard. It's so hard to put in words, but I guess I hope I'm an example. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you met me at my, my very, very worst, my lowest, lowest point in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And here I am, as you said, one and a half years later. And, and yes, I worked very hard. And yes, I could not have done this without you as my guide, my coach, my friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to think about where I would be if, if, um, if I wouldn't have met you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sister. Yeah. I received that. My love. Yes. Yes, I love you too. Mm. <sighs> love fest over here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Mari Lyon, at the end of every episode with a guest, I like to do something called a purpose power play round where I ask my guests random questions. Whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind is the correct answer. Yes. Are you down? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So, when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> wanted to be a doctor I had I was on the bed and I had a lot of stuffed animals Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but somewhere they were all sick so one had like a broken arm my Snoopy had a broken arm oh poor Snoopy and then yeah my little seal was had a high fever and (laughs) I was taking care of them you were being the queen of hearts 
I mean, it's like you you just wanted to heal everyone. I did. And you know what I did at night? And that really shows that I needed to love myself more. I put them all in my bed and I slept on the ground. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, little Marjolein. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just want to scoop her up. And like, that it's is true. that story. I don't know if you tell that story, but that is so important to share. Thank you for sharing that because it just shows yeah, how we are as little girls and like the, and now, you know, this stuffed animals, they didn't need the bed, you know, like but <laughs> they all got the bed and you slept on the floor. Sweet thing. You are the queen of hearts. You were healing all along. Yeah, I guess I was. Yeah. I love seeing the connection between what someone wanted to be and, and where they are. Cause it's so, yeah. so there. And what about in 10 years, what's one thing you want to see for yourself? What I want to see for myself, but then I would love to see it in others. I would yeah. love to see kind of a community of, of Beyond BFF where women um, have learned how to do that. And it's it's a path. It's not a destination, right? It's, it's about the journey and we need to keep working on it and keep working on it. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So I think I want to see like, like a movement. I want to see that mm. Beyond BFF becomes, becomes a thing. Yes. Right? Yes. Becomes a thing. Yeah. A thing that every thing. woman yes. is part of the movement. Yes. And she has declared that she's her own BFF because that's yes. how the world is. Like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. What's one thing you learned from your daughter? <sighs> I learned from my daughter, maybe what I've taught her, I don't know, but that it's that it's okay to be your whole true self. Mm. And I've mm -hmm. learned that school can be hard. Mm. Yeah. So I think as parents that we really, I mean, we think at school, like every morning, like, okay, bye, have a good day at school. But, but school is, is, is an entire community by itself. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's need, really well said. They need the support from us. And, and we need to have empathy for that because as, as adults, we forget what it is like to be a kid, to go to school, to not feel good about yourself or to be anxious or to be, it's a big thing. Yeah. So I think what I've learned, and there's more things coming up, but it's really to, for me, it's easy to have empathy for adults, but having empathy for your own child mm -hmm. and for a child being a child, she, she's not a grown up. She is a child. Yes. Yeah. So give her what she needs as a child. Mm. Mm. Yes. Thank you for that. Especially because I haven't started school age yet. And I can see it, right? And just being so compassionate that it's not just have a great day that they're, I remember school being very hard. Like I started this, mm. the episode with my fifth grade experience, right? And that was so real and so hard and had lasting effect. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that. That's beautiful. Mm. All right. I know we've kind of covered this, but I, it's my last question always to everybody. What is one thing you want every woman to know? I want every woman to know that you all have a BFF inside of you. Mm. She's always there. Always. Even when you feel the inner critic is, is the only one. 
mm-hmm. with you. Your inner BFF is always there. She's always there in your heart, in your mind, in your body, in your pussy, wherever she might be. Mm. It's about connecting to her mm-hmm. and giving her the space to be there for you. Mm. She's mm. always with you. She's always with you. Yes. Just like Ronette, my best friend is always with me. I always feel her. Yeah. Always. Mm. So beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you, Marilyn, so, so, so much. And I know you have a free gift for everybody who's listening. Yes, I do. I have made a self-love guide, Mm. which is, um, well, I can say a unique little book. It's an e-book on how to love yourself, on how to be your own BFF. So it covers the topic of your inner critic, of how to recognize her and see what she's saying, how to work with her, but also how to connect with your inner BFF. And it's got five five steps on how to move from your inner critic to your inner BFF. Oh my goodness. This is so Mm. good. This is, everybody needs that. Run, do not walk, run to get (laughs) the self-love guide. It's at beyourownbff.com forward slash self hyphen love hyphen guide. And it's in the show notes. You can get the link in the show notes, like run, run, run. And you also have a Facebook community and other ways for people to reach you. Absolutely. I have a Facebook group, private Facebook group, where we where I share quotes and prompts and discussions and videos and people, women really open up there about what it is that they need, that they find difficult and help each other, support each other. So mm. uh, yes, please come mm. and join. Come and join the sisterhood. So beautiful. We will put mm. that in the show notes as well. Marieline, I mean, did I tell you all that you were in for a treat? Did I tell you that she is the best <laughs> of the best at this? Like, I... I feel better. I'm connected with my own inner BFF even more just from talking to you. And I know everybody is feeling that as well. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you, Marieline, for being on the Purpose Girl podcast, for trusting me with your purpose, with your heart, with your soul, for sharing these gifts with us today. We are all so much better for it. And everyone out there, thank you for listening. We hope you love this episode as much as we love doing it. If so, head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, leave your five-star review and one sentence. Your one sentence is literally how I get the best guests in the world. It's how I get sponsorships to be able to afford to keep the podcast going. Your reviews matter. So go leave your five-star review. It takes 30 seconds. And of course, join Marieline's Facebook group. You can also join the Purpose Girls Facebook group. And so you'll be part of two loving communities, one about self-love, one about purpose and joy. And you will so be on your way to being your own BFF and to living your purpose in the world. Of course, share this episode with every woman you know, because we know every woman needs to learn these tools and these tips that Marieline has given us. That is how we change the world, one woman at a time. With that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.